Chapter 2 The Neutron A New Tool Not long after Hill Williams Sr., editor of the Pasco Herald, had agreed to an extraordinary army request to sit on the biggest news story of his life, he got another unexpected request, almost a demand, that he open his home to strangers. The DuPont Company, which had agreed to build and operate the Hanford plants, desperately needed living space for thousands of workers. Construction workers and their families would be housed in a temporary village near work sites, but DuPont's white-collar force, chemists and engineers, was already on the way and within days would need to be housed. Eventually, they would be able to bring their families to new houses in Richland, but in the spring of 1943, those houses were still in the planning stage. Representatives of DuPont asked many homeowners in the area to make room available to the newcomers. One approached the editor, probably calling him Mr. Hill because people often got his name backward. The appeal was mostly to patriotism because of the importance of the secret war project, but everyone realized there simply was not enough hotel space in the area. The editor, my father, felt that our family of five, including my mother, my two younger sisters, and me, pretty well filled our home. However, it seemed the patriotic thing to do, and we did have a spare room, the one we called Grandma's room for when she visited. My parents reluctantly agreed, but with the stipulation that they be nice people. So along with others in Pasco and nearby Kennewick, as well as towns up the Yakima Valley, our family took in strangers. Ours were Mr. Carter and Mr. Lee, both lonely for their families in Wilmington, Delaware, DuPont headquarters. A few months later, when I joined the Navy, my room was occupied by a third renter, Paul Nissen, a civilian employee of the Army Corps of Engineers, who had the impossible job of trying to keep Hanford's speculation out of newspapers while keeping newspaper men happy, or at least not too unhappy. We had no idea what Mr. Carter and Mr. Lee did during the day, and they themselves may not have known that their jobs were contributing to a terrible new weapon that would end the war, lead to a 40-year standoff with the Soviet Union, and influence world events for the rest of our lives. Our family probably was typical of others in America, unknowingly facing the change from a familiar past to the frightening world of atomic energy and weapons. My parents had grown up on farms in wheat country. As a girl, my mother would rise before dawn to make pies for the harvest crew's big noon meal. My dad, in summers during college, drove a team of horses pulling a harvester that cut and bundled stalks of wheat, expertly maneuvering to avoid tipping over on steep hillsides in the Palouse country. Like most Americans, in the spring of 1943, we were ignorant of recent advances in atomic research and of America's suddenly energized program to build an atomic bomb. Unnoticed by many Americans, the atomic clock actually began ticking for Hanford only 11 years before construction of the plutonium factory started. In February 1932, James Chadwick, a shy, quiet British scientist, announced his discovery of the neutron, a subatomic particle that would become the tool to split atoms and produce plutonium at Hanford. It seems a logical place to begin the story of the science that catapulted the tiny town of Hanford to world notice.